0: Well, you've put on concerts before, Laszlo. I have. It's something you're familiar with and there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you gotta worry about. Sure. You know? Um not just from a liability perspective, although that's a lot Part of, of it, that. sure. Uh but just to make sure people are happy.
1: Sort sure. Of how many bathrooms do you have? Yeah. Beer lines, Nothing flow there's. of traffic, where will they go? Yeah. You know, how does it work out? What does it look like? How many people per square feet?
0: Yeah. Right? If it's uh if it's 100 degrees, is there shade? It's right. All those things that go into it. And the people who do this exclusively for a living, they've got all that stuff down, you know. Right. I've been able to watch some of them do it, and it's like, wow, that's crazy. But right. I'm guessing that the percentage of what uh, – let me rephrase this. Liability has got to be the thing you're worried about the most because so many things can go wrong. Right. And you could get sued. Someone could get hurt. You know, who's right. responsible? Like, was it – what concert? Was that Travis Scott concert? Was that the that one where people right, got trampled? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the- Astro world? Yeah.
0: Like, who's responsible for that, right? So this story, I guess this actually happened a couple years ago, but it's in the news today because of this lawsuit. So this woman, she's from Ontario. She got real drunk at a concert. It was a Marilyn Manson concert, Mm -hmm. according to this New York Post article. And it says she got so drunk she blew up a house. says a Canadian woman who caused $10 million in damages after driving drunk Crashing into a house and causing an explosion is now suing the concert venue that provided her alcoholic beverages, as she claims the owners are to blame. So it happened in August of 2019. She's driving home from Marilyn Manson at Budweiser Gardens Arena in London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. After drinking at the show, she got behind the wheel and then she crashes her Ford Fusion, which was registered to her father, into the back of this... Mansion. All I can see are pictures of what it was. A pretty big house. It was like a ten million dollar house or something like that. Yeah, it looked like a really nice house, but it looked like there was nothing left. She ruptured a gas line on that. Huh? Yeah, you would. Honestly, I don't know what the neighborhood looks like, but right. looked like it could have a gate. But she ruptured a gas line, which triggered this massive explosion, and it ended up destroying a couple of houses. Like, not just the one there, but I think the ones next to it on either side got really damaged. I don't know if they were total losses, like the one house, but they were definitely damaged. It says falling embers led to blazes in several other homes. Okay. So it started fires other places. And the entire neighborhood was eventually evacuated.
1: Um, Man, that is... The whole gas line thing... <laughs> Like,
0: that's crazy. That is rough
1: to wake up to in the morning. Hungover. It's like, so what happened? Well, you crash into a house. Did anybody die? No. Okay. Problem is, you hit a gas line and it exploded and there's an entire neighborhood evacuated and three houses burnt down. You're like, oh.
0: Oh, it's just one of those. It's not like let me look through Snapchat and see if I can piece together some memories, like memento, <laughs> right. and figure out what we did yesterday. Right.
1: Who did I text? That this is different, right? This is how many houses did I blow up? Now this this picture how many? here, three,
0: yeah, however many it was, and they're still Boy. catching on fire from the falling embers. Right. They're just raining. We had to the evacuate the, neighborhood. the entire neighborhood. Was evacuated. Now this picture, Damn, the, the, all that
1: from a Ford Fusion. The picture
0: that the Post uses here, it looks like a normal house to me here. So I think the, the big house was more of a clickbait thing because, I mean, it's, again, it's hard to tell. It looks like a normal neighborhood house. It's completely gone, though. Uh, so she's saying, you know, this is the fault of the venue. So it says the financial impacts of her actions have been enormous with the total damage estimate approaching, oh, this is $15 million. Uh, meanwhile, victims included two police officers and two firefighters who suffered no. numerous injuries. Oh, God. With one firefighter just keeps getting worse. forced yes. to spend more than a week in the hospital before being discharged. No. I didn't see anywhere that it killed anyone. Anyway, so she pled guilty to uh, driving impaired and said there were several counts of that and whatever else she got. She got a three-year prison sentence, which seems, I don't know. I know Canada, they say, is a little bit more lenient with, with a lot of sentencing, but I don't know. Three years, that might be... What you get here. If no one died, if you blew yeah, up no a house, one died. It doesn't say in this one that anyone died. If someone dies, I think you're we automatically a in a lot more yeah. trouble. Which we talked about this a million times, but it is. It's, it's crazy a, because it is what it is, work. but
1: it's the outcome of the crime, right. not the actual crime. Right. And so that always, and I understand it, but it's kind of left a chance. I don't necessarily like it, you right. know, because you understand it like, and take away the drinking because people, you know, they always say, well, if you, you know, but just do like drag racing yeah. <clears throat> or speeding, yeah. right? You're speeding and the guy next to you is speeding on the highway. Let's not even say you're racing, but you're both doing 85, right? Yeah. And someone cuts you off, right? You happen to go around the person and miss them. The other guy hits him straight up speeding, doing 30 miles an hour over the speed limit, right? And yeah. kills them. Yeah. Well, you both committed the same crime, the which is DM thirty over. Yep. But unfortunately, he hit the car, and you happen to get around it. You probably don't even if you stop. You don't have to. I don't think. Right. 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 And you just keep going. No one questions you. The other guy goes to jail for twenty years. That is just luck of the it's, draw. It's,
0: it's, you know, bad luck. Right. Just regular luck. Whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah. Because the same crime has been committed. I. I remember sitting in one of those classes and the guy, one of those alcohol classes, and the guy next to me had just gotten out of prison, and so he was being required to do this. And I asked him what he did, and he told me, and I'm thinking to myself, that's that's what I did. Right, Except, yeah. you know, nobody ended up dead. Like, it's just crazy that right. so much rests on, on that fate of, of outcomes. I mean, the same could be said if you go and rob a bank with a toy gun. And, uh, you know, one of the security guards shoots at someone, someone gets killed. You were never planning on killing anyone. You had a toy gun Right. that you're going to get in more trouble than the guy who robs a bank with a real gun and no one gets hurt. You know, it's just, right, sure. it's the outcomes at, at the end of the day. So with this, and I've heard of people suing bars before and suing restaurants before, that's not a new thing, but her father and her have filed a lawsuit. This company is called ovations, Ontario food services, They're the ones that distributed the booze. They claim the libations purveyors share liability for the blast on the grounds that staffers, quote, ejected her from the venue while failing to take steps to ensure she would not drive home. So this, to me, sounds a little more specific than saying you gave the person too much booze. Mm. You're saying you kicked someone out and then, you know, didn't make sure that they got a ride home, which, again, I'm not saying that that should be part of the responsibility of a venue to do that. The whole venues being responsible for how much you drink thing, I know it is it, it is a rule, I think, in most places, right? Yeah, just, I mean, on that, reinforced. it's got
1: to be personal responsibility. Uh,
0: for me, on this one, I feel libertarian about it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I and the, those laws just get enforced so spread it's really i think only if someone decides to press charges. I mean because right
1: and if they and if the law assume. really wants to do it then they should just do it right. which they're not going to do they're not doing it police <clears> are out because and we about. still have 10 bucks all you can drink right well if you're going to go to places where it's 10 15 bucks all you can drink or whatever or open bars yeah then w- if you wanted the idea that we're... That that in and of itself is the idea that we're going to over serve you. Right. Right? And there's so, cops walking around half the time that see you drunk. Right. And everybody's drunk. They're not
0: doing anything. So you anything. just have to
1: get rid of that. Right. Like, you know, you can only have so many drinks at a bar. Right. But then people are just going to get in their car and drive to another bar. Which so could cause so unintended it just kinda consequences. Got it right. Yeah. So I mean,
0: have you ever heard of someone getting arrested for public intoxication that wasn't Doing something other than just being drunk in public. I feel like you can be stumbling around drunk, and there's a good chance, you know, especially if you're at some sort of an event or in a bar district, very good chance that the cops aren't going to pick you up and put you in the drunk tank overnight. You have to do something else. You got to expose yourself or you got to no, break a window you fall or
1: fall down and stuff sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If it's bad enough that you're falling right. all over the place, then I do, th- I would hope that if there's police or firefighters right. or whoever see that, that they would help the person. But to say that a bar is responsible to say, okay, this is how many how many drinks you can have. So what? then do we change it based on people's well, now, size? The only
1: thing that's interesting in that is that they kicked her out. Right, that does that change That does change things. a little bit because now you know. Because if you don't kick anybody out, which is also ridiculous, but if you don't kick anybody out, I mean, a Marilyn Manson show, I don't know how many people are there, but let's say 5,000 people. But the defense is, man, we have a hundred bartenders and five thousand people. I do like you know we're right. pouring beer constantly. Have no idea yep. how much she drank, but you did know how much she drank, mm-hmm. and you made her leave. Oh, I see what you mean. You knew that she was drunk. Well, yeah, you did because because, you, because yeah. that, you know, she you wouldn't have kicked her out. Right. So now you knew, and you told her to leave. I still don't think the venue should get in any trouble, but it does have an interesting caveat. To the lawsuit, at least. You knew she was drunk and you made her leave. And what did she do to get kicked out? Because, you know, being it, drunk at a concert. It Well, it says
0: in this thing here that, you know, that's the first part of it is that they they told her to, they kicked her out of the venue or whatever without ensuring that she had a ride home. Well, my thing is, are, are they saying that she was actually kicked out or are they saying that, hey, the venue's closing. Right. You know, and they're trying to reword this. As like, And now you're sending people out because the venue's oh, closed. You're, yeah. you're, quote, unquote, kicking them out okay. and then not ensuring that they have a safe ride home. I mean, that's. That's well, not that really something totally to a, different. A really well, and that would be yeah, that would be totally different and it would be it would be an impossible task for a, a right. venue or promoter to to you know, live up to. I don't even know how you begin to do that. I do think with technology there's probably ways that you can we've seen places that give you like a drink ticket, you know, you run out of them or they put it on that wristband that you have sure. to cut off. And so you rip those little things off you only get but that's usually if it's some sort of Uh, Free drinks, you know, you get this many free drinks, or it's included with your ticket purchase. But we're probably getting closer and closer to a point where you don't have to have an Apple Watch, or you won't have to have an Apple Watch or smartwatch, whatever, that they could probably stick, you know, a sticker on you. And it can start to tell what your intoxication level is and if you, if it turns red then they say hey, sorry you know because at that point if if that technology becomes available they don't available, want that they don't want that no they don't no. want
1: that and people don't want it and the cities don't want it you know the amount of revenue they get from DUIs right i mean let's be honest look if they really if if the if the country wanted to come together nobody likes people dying right yeah from drunk drivers Let, left and right nobody wants that right now there would be a few amount of people who would say this is illegal search and seizure, but not. we've already agreed that yeah. driving is a privilege, not a right. Yeah. Because we've signed away our rights when we do it, that they can just pull you over, right? Yeah. And make you take a breathalyzer. So we've already said that, and if you refuse the breathalyzer, you're guilty. Yeah. So they've already given away those rights in order to drive. They've said that. So if they really wanted to do it, the country could come together and just say, hey, every car, before you start it, you got to blow into it. Yep. You got to. Like, that's an easy fix. It's been around it forever. It would be over.
0: I mean, how many years have they been using
1: those things? People had
0: them when I was in high school who right, like got DUIs. Like. I know at least back in the 80s they had them. Um, and it's, But it's you know, it was a punishment or whatever. And you look at right. like what America does each year to make vehicles more. Okay, you got to add a backup camera. That's got to be standard by this year. You know, your emissions have to be low. You have to add another taillight by this year. They have so many. America has really strict rules right. about automobiles. And what makes them street legal regarding safety? Why wouldn't they just include the breathalyzer right. thing? And I'm, I hate to be, you know, is that even conspiratorial? No. Because I don't think it is. I think there's there's no reason you wouldn't do it. It hurts a lot of people, kills a lot of people. Right. And you're constantly trying to prevent you that. You may
1: put seatbelts on. Right, right. What's the difference? You're trying to put pre- a safety feature for cars. Like, yes. you. Sometimes people drink, and they, you can, don't know that they've had too much. Right. you got to blow on this thing, and at .06, it won't let you drive. Yeah.
0: I'm all for it. The only thing would be, I, I'm always reminded of that story, and I know they're different stories, but uh, I think it was in Detroit, and you told me about it, where it was one of those buy here, pay here kind of oh, car Oh, yeah, they turned it off. Yeah, and if you didn't make your payments, they could mm. cut the car remotely, Ooh. and so they mm. cut the car, and she was assaulted yeah. in the middle of the city. Oh, yeah. She couldn't get away. So if you had some sort of an emergency and you but uh, you know what if you're drunk i'm sorry i don't think you can i don't think there's I mean, any yeah, the excuse. argument right. even if a a nuke drops at that point that's the least of our worries so yeah i, I don't i cannot see an argument against putting those on cars there's well you no wouldn't be able to expensive. use
1: i guess the idea would be you wouldn't be able to use that in an argument anyway in court so i mean that should be the law so whether we think that's right or not if if i was running from something, right? And mm-hmm. I was drunk and jumped in my car and took off and got away, and the cops pulled me over. That's a DUI. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. So then the blow thing in your car is the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, so, you know, if there was some sort of, like they said, you know, if you're in danger, you can drive drunk. Right. But, but that's isn't. Not,
0: there isn't. No, there isn't.
1: Right. And in case of emergency, drive drunk. That's not a thing. So this just stops you from getting in your car. Okay. So final thoughts on
0: this girl suing. So they say, you know, kicking her out or whatever. They didn't ensure that she got a safe ride home when she was when she left and and they knew that she was intoxicated. And then over serving, they said that um, they put profit above safety, uh, which resulted in damage that caused or contributed to the negligence breach of duty. Oh, they mentioned breach of contract to which I wonder what's the contract? Does mm. the bar have, you know, a contract somewhere that says we won't over serve or th- because there's a law in that state or province? Uh, this is one where I feel. I feel pretty hands off. People are gonna drink. Right. I don't think it should be up to the bartender to figure out whether or not someone's had too I don't much want to in drink. Trouble. And they still do, by the way. I mean sometimes bartenders right. regularly are like no more, especially if you're being annoyed. Right. But to say that you get a DUI and the venue's responsible, mm. nah. Mm-mm. The church of Laszlo.